0: Audio versions of the show are available on my website at podcast.robohara.com or through iTunes. Just search for Rando Rob. Thanks for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoy this vintage episode of Rando Rob. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's early Monday morning, and uh, I'm recording uh, this week's quick episode of Rando Rob. Uh, there's no shortage of things to show off in the uh Rando items in Rob's room, and so uh, today is something that I don't think most of you uh, I'm This is a guess. I don't know, but I'm guessing most of you don't have access to or, or haven't seen um, but uh, Let me pull the item out first And then we're gonna have a little quick lesson, and we're gonna do all kinds of fun stuff on this episode. So uh, this is the item can you tell what that is? I'm covering trying to cover up parts that won't give away immediately what it is, but there you can see probably now. <laughs> this is um, a lock. This is a lock that would go in your front door, but uh, as you can see, it is uh, completely clear, and you can see all the pins and tumblers, uh, and uh, the reason it is clear is because it is made for practicing picking locks. Uh, So the first thing I will tell you is that, um, as you can see right here, I have a set of keys (laughs) for this. And uh, if we put this, let's see, this is going to be a whole episode of me hitting the microphone. So forgive me right off the bat. Um, If we take this key right here and insert it right side up. Oh, not that. That's the master. Here we go. Take this key. And as you can see, if you watch those little tumblers, will bump up one at a time as the key goes through until everything lines up. And once everything lines up, the key turns. This is just like the lock in your house. This is identical probably to the lock that's in uh, your front door maybe. Uh, So, let's talk a little bit about how basic locks work. And then let's talk about how picking locks work. What you're seeing there (laughs) inside this, let's see if uh, I can draw this real quick. Here's a oh, this marker sucks. Next week on Rando Rob, we're going to be using better markers. All right, let's try this with a different marker. Oh, that marker's great, except for it's brown. i try to get black ones, but... Uh, okay, this is uh, your little tumbler for your luck. And the key's going to go in right here. boop a boop Pretty simple so far. Uh, and what you have in here is um, the inside piece that will only turn... When all those little uh, bits line up. And so I'm going to kind of show you what it looks like without a key. Boop, 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 boop. Boop. Well, that's a little one. That's a bad drawing. Boop. Okay. Well, this is not a very good drawing. Okay, so here's what you have here. See if you can see that. You've got five pins at the bottom, and each one of those pins is a different height than where the line is across. Uh, So each one of these is actually two pins uh, on top of each other. So this is two pins, and there's a shear point in between the two. Uh, That's a tiny one. That's a larger one. So they're all different heights. And above it, there are springs holding these things down. So... What happens is when you put, so the the springs hold it down, and since those things aren't lined up with anything, uh, the lock won't turn because they're blocking the mechanism that makes it turn. So, all right, I'm going to do another little drawing here. And this is your your house key going in here. This is a pretty bad drawing. and so now what we have, draw a little springs on here, is that um, each one of those those little pins is a different length, but they line up to different parts uh, of the key. That's why your key has those little different uh, bumps on them, right? And so <clears throat> when you put your key into the lock, it pushes all those little pins up that are different heights. And notice how there's a clean break all the way through the middle there? That is where, as we draw a bigger picture here, the tumbler is. And the tumbler can now turn because there's a break all the way across in those five pins, okay? Now, <clears throat> there is, in a moment I will explain to you the the basics of lock picking, <laughs> But now, with that in mind, I want you to look at this again. Notice, um, I don't know how well that will focus there, but okay, we've got the springs at the top, right? And then at the very bottom of the springs, you can see the top of little pins right there. And then we've got the tumbler here, right? So this tumbler, if we put our key in halfway, wrong side, if we put the key in, let's put it into the first pin and let's see if you can see this. You see it move up, but I can't turn it. Why can't I turn it? Because all these other ones are not locked up. I mean, they're not—they're not bumped to where uh, the break in the pins meets the shear line of the tumbler. Does that make sense? So as we move, you can see these things moving up and down. The—the—the the, the springs always keep them down on the right. But look at that. When you get the key all the way in, notice how they all line up. And now the break in between the bottom pins. I mean, where where the the pins are, notice, I mean, since they're all, even with the tumbler now, now the tumbler is able to turn. And as you pull the key out, can you see how all five of those things there, all five of the pins at the bottom, so you're just looking at two things. There's a pin and there's a spring holding it in place. As we pull the key out this way, start watching from this end uh, of the lock down here. And so as we pull it out, You'll see the springs push them back down. Now, now it won't turn because those tumblers, uh, those pins, are blocking uh, this thing from turning. They're stuck in holes, right? Okay. So there we go. Look, now they're all lined up again. And it turns. So, <clears throat> you push the key in. It pushes the pins up to the shear line. The shear line... Once it's clear all the way down, this is a five pin lock. Once all five pins uh, have cleared the shear line, the tumbler can turn. That's how a key works. That's how every, not every, but that's how basic uh, keys work. Now, um, I'm going to draw a slightly different picture. I'm going to draw a picture of it as we're looking in the keyhole. So as, and obviously you won't be able to see all the pins because they would all be lined up, right? Uh, But there's a little hole in the end of the tumbler, right? And then I'm going to draw the pin kind of right next to it, and there's the spring holding it down. So obviously this won't turn, right? Because, uh, and actually that's not, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, It won't turn because the, The pin's kind of blocking the hole there and and the key hasn't been put in, right? But here's what could happen. Um, When we push the pin up, well, first of all, what we want to do is we want to use what's called a torsion bar. Now, think about how the key in your house, uh, how the lock is straight up and down, right? Hello. Hello. Oh, thank you very much. So, the um, tumbler—I <laughs> just got delivered a cheese stick. Um, when you look at the key uh, keyhole on the on your front door, it goes straight up and down. But you could turn it just a tiny bit, like put it in a bind. Does that make sense? Turn it just slightly. See how you can do that? And then imagine if you could push one of those pins up. Now, this is this is exaggerated. It's not turned that much. It's turned just a little bit, okay? But you kind of got it in a bind. It's like you put your key just a little bit in the lock and you're trying to turn it. So it turns just a little bit. You're putting a little pressure on it, right? And then take that first pin and push it up, right? And so, what happens is that pin, if you do it right, will push up and pop onto that little ledge and it'll get stuck there. It won't go back in the hole like it's supposed to because you're putting pressure on this and turning it, right? Now, if you were to let this go, if you were to turn this back just a little bit, that thing would pop back down in and... and um you know, all the pins would be safe. But if you could turn that just a little bit and push that pin up, it would rest right on that edge. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a sixteenth of an inch. it's, It's a delicate process. But you could balance that thing right there. And if you could do that while you're applying pressure to this thing, and then you could do the second pin and the third pin and the fourth pin and the fifth pin, that lock would open, because now you've got all the pins pushed up, and normally the spring always pushes them down, but you've got that tumbler turned just a little bit, and so it can't go back down. It's sitting right on the lip of that. How do we do that? How do we pick that lock? Well, that is some of today's fun toys. This is a very uh, nondescript looking little pouch, but I just dumped the contents of it out right before we started here and you can see that there's a whole bunch of fun little tools in here. Um, But uh, the very, very most basic tools that you need, I will show you three items here. This, by the way, everything I'm doing here is completely legal. Um, If you go unlock your neighbor's door while they're not home, you're gonna have problems, but if you buy locks and you play around with locks and and you have padlocks that you want to play with or uh, practice locks like that or whatever, it's completely legal and and very fun. It could be it's a lock picking is a rewarding hobby. Um, I don't have the time to do it anymore. I don't have time to get good at it, and I'm not as good as I used to be at it. Uh, this is the first thing here, and this is called a torsion bar. And I'll tell you what I'm gonna do. Just because uh, my background is so busy, I'm going to wipe off this whiteboard and just kind of use it just so I can hold some things in front of it here. But the first thing that we have is this torsion bar, which is there's nothing special about it. It is a basically a piece of metal with two uh, bins, one on each side. Uh, The second thing that we have is a pick. This is the world's simplest pick. Right here, there's no pick simpler than this pick. Now I want you to imagine reaching into that lock and pushing those little tumblers up one by one. This is Lock Picking 101. Finally, this is the pick of amateurs and one of my favorites. This pick is called a rake. Now, if you want to practice and learn lock picking, you get a pick like this, and you will be pushing those little pins up, and you will feel when they click, and it's like a puzzle that you're solving that you can't see. You can only feel it with your fingers, Then you can only feel the feedback that you're getting from the other end of this pick. But a rake, what it does, this is the brute force method. You put that tension on the lock, and instead of gently and skillfully moving each of those pins up one at a time, you're going to do this. (laughs) And you're going to be bumping those pins and hopefully you will bump all the pins, all five pins uh, into place. Now, I am way out of practice and unfortunately this particular lock is not very easy to bump pick, so I probably will not be able to do it. Um, But I just want to show you the technique. Now, if you've ever watched any television show or any movie ever where somebody picked a lock and they only put one thing in the lock, it's fake. You have to have two things in this lock to pick a lock, why? Because remember I told you we need torsion? So the torsion uh, for this lock, here's our torsion bar and so what we're going to do is we're going to put this in here, in the lock, in the bottom part of the lock where we don't need to be. and. This is uh, gets a little difficult where you have to have a th- a, either a third hand or a finger or something. Now, normally, you wouldn't need that because this lock would be suspended in a door or something, right? Um, but now what we have to do is apply torsion or tension. and We're going to press down on that with a finger here. So now what we're going to do is I'm going to hold it like this. Uh, so I, Now, if you apply too much, it'll get in a bind and it'll never go. Uh, And now, I mean, this is almost impossible for me to demonstrate uh, because there's just so much in the way at this point. (laughs) Darn it. Uh, If I turn it this way, which I'll, well, this would be doing it left-handed and this will never work either. But if I were trying to do this, and I cannot do this left-handed, but once we have tension in there, what we're going to do uh, let me do it this way and then I'll flip it around boop, boop, boop. is Good. so the the trick is you got to get both these things into the lock at the same time so you want the tension bar torsion bar down as much as possible and actually I'll just get the rake here and now put the rake in the top half here and now you can see I have both things here in the lock. And now what I would do if this were a door uh, is sit here and do this. Now what you can kind of see, once I get it done here, I didn't get them all, but let me show you. And when I let the tension off, watch what happens. I don't know if you could hear that because it was uh, too far away from the mic. Let me reset a couple of these pins here. Again, this is not, uh, this takes no skill, more or less. This takes, uh, a little bit of practice and a little bit of luck, uh, for, uh, getting a lock this way. But again, I'm applying tension. So I'm, I'm turning that tumbler just a little bit, trying to get those pins to stick on the shear line. And, uh, let me get a few of them stuck here. Now I don't have them all again, but, uh, when I let the tension off, see if you can hear this. So I had three of the five. There was three clicks there. One, two, three. Uh, so when I let the tension off, they all popped back in the hole. That's, that's the basics of, of lockpicking. Lockpicking <laughs> 101 is uh, uh, putting tension on. And again, um, uh, I have opened uh, several people. I have opened a lot of stuff with a rake. Um, I used to practice on the front door of my house at the old house all the time. Uh, I could open the front door of my house in five seconds. Um, it was a really loose lock. And so literally you put a tension bar in there, run the rake in a couple times, and the, and the door would just just pop open, which was a little scary. you sleeping at night with the front door locked <laughs> when you know that uh, somebody who, uh, by the way, everything that I'm going to show you here uh, is uh, available online, and, and most of it came from Amazon uh but that is uh uh you know with a rake you can open a lot of front doors you can open um file cabinets at work you have done that um and again not you know to break into anything but you know we had a file cabinet one time that somebody lost a key and they would left they'd quit we had a file cabinet nobody could get into and nobody had the master uh, key to pull the core so you know we open it up and uh Uh, remove the lock once it was open. So, uh, uh, But with a rake and attention thing, you can open a lot of cheap locks. You can pretty much uh, open any padlock that you would get at uh, Lowe's or Home Depot or Walmart, anything like that. Um, You'll be amazed once you mess around with it for five minutes, how many things that you thought were safe behind a lock are not very safe. Um, Now, uh, one time I saw these, uh, demonstrated on Amazon and I thought, well, that doesn't seem legal. <laughs> uh, and then I looked, uh, well, I saw it on, uh, uh, YouTube. And so I went to Amazon and, um, you could order these. I don't know if they're still there. Uh, but these are, <clears throat> uh, what are called key jigglers. And this is a set. Each one of these keys is for a different car manufacturer. <laughs> now they're not labeled, Uh, But there is uh, a couple that work with uh, Chevy, a couple that work with Ford, a couple that work with Toyota and Honda. And and each one of these is a different shape uh, designed to work with specific locks uh, for key manufacturers. Now, these are not, um, uh, again, this is less of uh, a science and more of an art. But I have opened uh, a friend's car doors that were locked with these. These will open uh, it's easier to do, um, and and it works better on older cars. But uh, they're more for doors and, and um, uh, door locks and um, trunk locks and things like that than uh, ignitions. But I don't, I've never tried ignition on somebody because um, raking a lock, as you can imagine, you're rubbing metal on metal, and so there is a chance if you know you're doing that sawing motion. Uh, that you could be damaging, uh, you know, shaving bits of metal off of something. So I I don't do that, especially on other people's stuff. But, um, you know, if you can imagine something like this, this is designed to be a generic um, uh, shape that would fit into, uh, you know, either maybe a a Suzu or a Honda trunk or something like that. And you would put this in and kind of wiggle it while you're trying to turn it. (laughs) And it would open right up. So if you know which one of these goes with which car or whatever, and it came with a cheat sheet, they're not actually labeled. But, uh, um, again, not sure that this is something they should sell on Amazon, but they do. Those are called auto jigglers. And then um, last year for my birthday, my friend Jeff got me this uh, little box. And these are uh, basically master keys if you can see that that are designed to work on basically office furniture so uh, you know office drawers um, I got one of these to work on a uh, um, one of those letter bar things you know where people like a message board and uh, you know it had been abandoned and nobody knew how to get into it so we, we opened it up with that and we're able to get you know the old flyers and stuff out of it and, and update the information uh, but these are basically master keys for different things. Now, this isn't really lock picking, uh, you know, uh, but it, they are uh, ways to to get locks open. And so you can see they basically look like uh, basic keys, but they're keyed in a way where they will work, um, you know, depending on the brand and the manufacturer. And there's oh, half a dozen in here, different ones. Uh, again, uh, these are all just ordered online. Uh, there's a little keychain if you want to put them all. <laughs> keychain have heaven with you. Not sure that's a good idea to be walking around work with that. But um, anyway, I have uh, actually, um, well, oh, a black uh, Crown Royal bag. And so uh, for all my lockpick stuff uh, here at the house, I throw that in there. Now, I, I don't. There are certain things that I don't do. I'll tell you one thing I don't do is I, I never take any of these uh, – well, it's been years, or a few years, I guess, now. Um, but I don't take them to the airport. I figure that's um, just asking for questions by the TSA. You go through a, uh, an airport, you know, go through a metal detector and, and uh, have a whole bunch of uh, strange lock picking stuff on you. That, that might get you questions. Um, again, it's not illegal, but... Uh, uh, depending on where you are and who you are and, and where you're going and what you're doing, uh, it, it could be uh, it could lead to to some interesting questions. So I put all my put my picks in there. Now I have a uh, lock, a separate lock pick kit that I got that has um, I think it has 81 picks, and I've used three of them and maybe four. Uh, but uh, you know, there's all different kinds of uh, picks. They have different tension bars for different kinds of padlocks. They have different kinds of picks for different kinds of locks um you know all just for different applications but uh you know i'm a pretty basic guy um i like to uh i used to sometimes while i was sitting here waiting for things to download or listening to podcasts or whatever i'd sit here and play with my little clear lock and play with my picks and uh, go through and and um again it's uh it's kind of relaxing and it, it's like um I guess a way that I've described it before is it's like solving a Rubik's cube with a blindfold. Uh, I mean, it's a puzzle, but once the picks are in, are in the hole, you can't see it. So you're, you're completely blind and you're just going off the way things feel. And you can, like I said, you can feel with the end of the pick and, and feel if, um, you know, a pin is snapped into place or if it's still hanging down. And uh, you know, if it's up past the shear line, but it's all, it's very tactile and uh, it can be, could be relaxing and it can be frustrating. Uh, but it just depends on, you know, why you're doing it. And, um, uh, for me, you know, it was just kind of a fun hobby. And, um, like I said, I I haven't had a lot of time to, um, uh, mess around with it as of late, but, uh, um, it, it was always, uh, uh, something fun to do and I'd like to get back into it. But, uh, turns out I got a lot of hobbies and this one's a little little down on the list so uh anyway hope everybody uh, is having a great week as i mentioned uh earlier on the patreon i'm working on figuring out a way to set up a, a zoom call maybe we'll do that on a weekend i want to do one uh where it's early in the day and i want to do one where it's late in the evening i may alternate each month or something like that but uh uh you know just so everybody can check in just so everybody can see what's going on, we can ask questions, we can talk, we can do all kinds of fun stuff, so uh, anyway, uh, that's it for this week's Retro Rob, thanks for uh, checking in, and I will uh, see all you guys soon.